On today's show, why did Jason Kidd go to a zone late in the game against the Suns? And which player has the same consistency as the Dallas weather right now? <laughs> we'll talk about that and what happened down the stretch for the Mavericks to lose the game against the Suns without Luka. We'll talk about that on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks said it. Everybody who put on a uniform and played minutes was great tonight. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Sultan of Sun, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? See, this is what happens. You go into games when you expect a loss. And then you get your hopes up. All your hopes. You get your hopes up and you start, you, you allow the door to be cracked open. And then you, <laughs> you're like slowly stepping into it thinking, you know, I'm ready to of, get hurt again. Yeah. Well, no, you start thinking of, you know, how good of a win this is going to be. Like <laughs> they're going to be inch closer to the sons of the standings without Luca, the confidence, everything. And then freaking Devin Booker. Ooh. My gosh. He's so good. He's so good. There's also lots of other reasons why the Mavs lost that game besides the Suns. <laughs> Let's just say it was Devin Booker only. <laughs> On to, we'll get into that. We'll break down the, Ma the Dallas Mavericks lose 105 to 98. Close game at the end there. Mavericks were in control most of the game. This episode of Lockdown Mavs is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day, even after losses. I appreciate everyone listening after a loss right now. Shout out. The numbers do go down. We shout out to you guys. Uh, Locked on Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch us right now. All right, let's start with the zone, because that is a big question like on Twitter right now, and I'm sure a lot of people are talking about that. Uh, the broadcast was talking about it. Everyone was like, why did the Mavericks all of a sudden switch to this zone on defense late in the game, and then all of a sudden the Suns just started hitting threes out of nowhere? Uh, Isaac Harris, tell me. Uh, you you want me to tell you why Jason Kidd made a decision? <laughs> um, I think I think Jason Kidd went to the zone because the Suns weren't shooting well from three. They don't take a lot of threes in general, and so he's like, "All right, let's let me just try something here." I, I think that's the direction he was going. However, I'm not tempting Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and especially the two guys that are going to be open when you go into a zone like that. Mikhail Bridges, who's a 40% three-point shooter. Jay Crowder, who has been an up-and-down three-point shooter in his career. But when they're when he's going, he's a good three-point shooter as well. Or he's a dependable three-point shooter. And I, like I'm not I'm not threatening though, I'm not asking for it from those guys. Like I'm not saying, hey guys, can you make open shots? I'm daring you to hit open shots. Because they will. This team went to the finals last year because they hit a bunch of open shots that they got. And so that's that's what I do not understand about the zone. And the Mavericks have not run a zone a lot <laughs> this season. They haven't like it's the Patrick Ewing meme. Do you work on that shot? Do you practice that shot? How many times have you done that shot? Right? Like it was, it felt like that to me where like Jason Kidd overthought it. It was like, all right, we're going to try this different. The, the Suns aren't only the way the Suns are getting offense right now. is kind of like at the rim and it's mid range stuff. We'll try this zone. We'll try something out, but they didn't run that. And so all their, all their, all the shots, the Suns got that were wide open. 
wasn't even necessarily because they went to zone, right? A lot of them were just defensive miscommunications. And most of them, I I counted three, were between Porzingis and Dorian Finney-Smith, just miscommunicating on where the other person was supposed to be because they had this zone, but then they also had, all right, we're going to play this zone, but if Booker goes over here, then Bullock's going to follow him, and then Dorian follows him if he goes over there. And so then they were switching all kinds of stuff on the back line of the zone, and it just didn't work. Yeah, I mean, it was it was Jason Kidd trying to throw a wrench into it, saying, "Hey, like, I mean, like you said, you you're talking about how, you know, kind of daring them to do it. They're 28th in the league, or at least going into this game, 28th in the league at three point attempts per game. I think right around middle of the pack, 14, 15 in three point percentage as a team. But they have guys that could shoot to three, like Mikael, uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, all hovering around, you know, 40. Uh, that's how they shot the ball last year too. Now I get it. Here's the thing." I get it if the whole goal of running the zone is to force it to try to make Jay Crowder shoot a three. Yeah, then right. Very streaky, very inconsistent, 31% three-point shooter this year. And it's like, yeah, he made one in the corner, but you know what? You know who looks kind of smart if he actually misses that? and then He did miss one. He missed another one later. Yeah, he missed another one. But like, let's say he missed a couple and Dallas scored. You know who looks kind of smart? It's Jason Kidd for running the zone. So you're kind of playing with fire. That's the thing. They play with fire. Let's run a zone whenever they're running guys out there who can hit the three, but we're going to try to force it to Jay Crowder. And it's like, yeah, he hit one in the corner, but it just, it, it didn't work because these guys can hit three pointers. And the, yeah, the miscommunication between KP and Dorian happened every single time on the short corner, not the far corner either. Right. Where it was yeah. like the guy, the guy closest to the guy with the ball is going to get the ball in the corner and shoot a three. And, and the corner threes are obviously the easiest ones. So yeah, there, there's all kinds of stuff about that zone. I don't understand going to it late. I I guess I can understand his, his, his method behind it, but I don't understand the actual decision. And then the players just didn't execute it well. Right. I mean, it's on both that somebody was saying, well, I hate, Every time that people complain about Jason Kidd and complain about coaching, it's this roster that's the problem. And I was like, problems can be plural. <laughs> there can be a there can be you know a problem with something that is more than one thing. Like things can things can be two things. Stuff yeah. can be two things, right? Well, Jake Peralta. I mean, yeah, I mean we we joke about it on the spots like any anybody that we ever criticize or hand blame to, then that person then you know there's a there's a crowd that's gonna you know you say Luke is out of shape there's inevitable we're going to get dms or comments oh my gosh why are you you know hating on luca yeah, right. same thing for kp same thing for coaching people are going to tweet out hey the coaches aren't out there shooting threes so who are you blaming it's like <laughs> it, it doesn't matter so it's well and, and they're right to an extent there's more than one problem right there's not always just like you know a thing but the, i think the mavericks played really well in this game and so there's they some did. good things yes there's some good things we we've We've broken down, broken out some of the, the the follies at the end, I guess. But I think there's some real positive things we need to get into. But before we, we do that, we, let's continue can, can with we the, keep ba- the follies. Yeah, yeah, yeah because there's there's one thing that killed me at the end, and I think uh, you're gonna feel the same way about this. KP posting up Mikel Bridges. It, I love I love Mikel Bridges. If we're if we're creating a starting five of players around the league that are like my favorite non Mavs, he's probably that we're going to get five. traded to the Mavericks. <laughs> Once they got away. No, it's, <laughs> but here, the thing with KP with, with Mikhail, I don't know if it was a design play. I don't know, or multiple plays. I don't know if it was just a, hey, KP, uh, Harp loves to point out that KP on anybody is a mismatch. <laughs> and it's just, it's not a mismatch. I love Harp, but it's just not a mismatch. And 
But the thing about it is, KP just and he's just he can't get position. It's like that's the thing. It's like push him, force him, force Mikel Bridges. I don't care. I just want I want KP to get an offensive foul for pushing somebody to the floor. He almost did, and I loved it. Like push somebody out of the way, get your position, and then try to. But that last play that they tried to force it to him, what happens? They try to throw it up. And I know some people will look at it and be like, oh, that's on the passer's fault because Mikael Bridges jumps up and try, you know, and hits the ball away and Porzingis bends down and everybody's like, why is it not or a foul? Or it should have been a foul. Yeah. yeah, it should have been a foul or something like that. No, that's where a big man has to get the position, get the guy on your butt, push him back, and get the, and then you can go and catch the ball. And KP's just he struggles with that because of his frame and just yeah, that he's just something that he's got to get better at. The Mavs went to that. Three time, four, three times late in the game. Uh, two minutes and twenty seconds left. They they kept running Brunson and KP pick and roll, which is great. That's what you want. They were they were running that all throughout the game, and it was working. That's why KP had twenty. Brunson I think had twenty something. Uh, that's why he had eighteen. But that, that's how it was working for these guys. Chris Osborne is career high seven assists. We'll get into the positives later, but uh, all this working off of the pick and roll with those two guys, but. Late in the game, they went away with what was working. They decided out of the out of this pick and roll, we're going to go with these post-ups on Chris Porzingis against Mikael Bridges. The Suns were switching, and they're like, all right, we're going to take advantage of it. Instead of the, the mismatch on the other side that was Brunson against Aiton, which that wasn't much of a mismatch throughout the game either. Brunson did not have an easy time scoring against DeAndre Aiton. But that, that lefty scoop over Aiton was filthy. That was, that was a great play for sure. Uh, but yeah, the, the three times going down. So th- both these things, the zone and then going to KP, posting up against Mikael Bridges, really good defender, huge, super long wingspan, all that. The Mavericks went away from what was working in this game. They just they overthought it, went away from it, and I think that's why they, they lost this game, is those two things on both sides of the ball late in the game. Because the Mavericks were flirting. They had leads late in this game, and then they ended up going back and forth, and these decisions ended up losing them, costing them this game. So we'll get into some of the positives, but I think there's a few more things we have to talk about with this team. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. You can go there right now. Put down some money on football, basketball, baseball odds, all kinds of stuff that you can get into. Uh, Hockey, golf, everything that you can think about right now let's see what kind of nba games they have on they have thursday games spurs timberwolves timberwolves two and a half point favorite at home against the spurs uh grizzlies clippers grizzlies a one point favorite at home against the clippers that one's interesting to me Mm, spice out that's an interesting one uh nuggets eight point favorite against the 76ers I, i think i would take that eight points with the Nuggets right now. If you want to put down some money on those, go ahead and use the promo code Locked On. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. We've been talking about the Dallas Mavericks lost to the Phoenix Suns without Luka Doncic. They played admirably. They, I thought they played hard. They played well. They, they really so hard. They tried hard, man. It was it was one of those where, like like Isaac said at the beginning, you just get your hopes up because you're like, oh man, they they could win this one, right? They could they could get in this. Uh, we've been talking about the things that went wrong down the stretch. <laughs> there was a uh, yeah, there's a, a part of the game where just the the offense at the end just stalled. They couldn't get anything going. They were trying things that were out of out of sync. And uh, down the stretch, Jalen Brunson actually said after the game. Down the stretch, we have to talk better on defense. And I thought that was a huge thing and a really clear thing at the end of this game. The other thing I didn't understand on defense 
was Booker hit this huge shot, and Tim Hardaway Jr. is guarding him. And I went back and watched the last four minutes, and Tim Hardaway Jr. guarded Devin Booker the entire end of the game with both Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith out there on the floor. Yeah, that is another like that's probably a coaching decision. I do not understand that decision. I don't have anything to add to that. You know how you know how I feel about that. I I don't I don't understand. I I didn't understand it. I texted you about it right when it was happening. I, I Tim guarding on the perimeter is not his specialty uh, on defense. Um, I would say charge char- drawing charges is his. He's specialty great at that. He got one earlier uh, in the game, but no, especially I mean, yeah. You bring Reggie in for those type of things. Like Reggie struggled a lot in this game. He missed a bunny from an incredible pass from Jalen Brunson towards the end of this game. With a minute and a half left. But it's like, Frank, if you're going to put somebody to guard Booker, let's, let it be Frank, let it be Reggie, let it be Dorian. Like there's three other guys that are playing tonight that would rather be guarding Devin Booker. I mean, heck, it might be further than that. Trey Burke maybe over Tim Hardaway. <laughs> I just didn't understand uh, Tim guarding him. Now, Devin Booker made some insane shots too, oh, right? Like, oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. there are times when Tim played decent defense and you're like, oh, did Booker just make the just made the shot over, over him and did did a lot. Uh, and then Chris Paul doing things late as well. Uh, the Chris Paul pass flying out of bounds with a minute 27 left was a miscommunication between KP and, and, and Dorian Finney-Smith and neither of them stayed behind or even stayed close to the basket to get Aiton. But Chris Paul had that pass. It was, it was an awesome, incredible pass. You're like, oh, he's way out of bounds. There's no way he's going to keep this in play. He's just going to fly out of bounds and that be it. You're like, no, this dude is like third all-time in assists. <laughs> he's going to get that pass off every single time. Uh, but yeah, then then Chris Paul had that that and one, or that he, he got fouled on that pull up shot with like 20 seconds left, and that just sealed it for the Suns. But uh, he did a couple things late after Chris Paul. I don't think had a great game in no, this one, uh, but just Booker and Chris Paul late ran, ended up taking advantage of the Mavericks' mistakes, and the Mavericks made a bunch of mistakes in this game. Yeah, and even the Devin Booker three that Tim was guarding him, you know, they ran that high pick for him. You know, they brought Aiden out. KP kind of dropped a little bit. I honestly don't have the biggest issue with that play because, you know, Tim didn't really get around the screen, didn't, you know, fight too hard to get around the screen on that. And KP kind of dropped a little bit on it because it's so far out from the basket. Like that was a long three. So KP's not quick enough to, you know, to jump that and to say, hey, we're like, Devin was just, you know, drive right around him. So he he played it smart. It's just, I mean, Booker just hit an incredible, an incredible shot from, I mean, probably what, 28, 29 feet. And that was kind of the story of the night for Booker, in my opinion. Like, I thought Frank guarded him really well during stretches, and he was just hitting it right in Frank's eye. What, do you disagree with this? Can we talk about Frank yet? Can we talk about uh, your some face? Positives? I was like, what? I thought he played him well. Another thing, I, I thought he did too. Frank, I I have been the the front of the I've been the front man of the Bullock band, the the leader of the Bullock brigade. Frank Nilakina, if we're just basing it off of play and performance in this game, and even performance as of late, the last couple of weeks, Frank should have closed the game over Reggie Bullock. Yeah, I'm fine with it, but I mean, okay, should Frank close the game if he's not going to guard Booker because Hardaway did? Yeah, and Bullock didn't guard Booker either, so that that's a big that's another question. But I still think that Frank Nilakina should have played over Reg Bullock, which is crazy because one of them was a, a day like a an hour one free agency signing, and the other one was a you know <laughs> like a minimum contract, didn't get his yeah. rookie deal extended, you know, free agent, which is just it's wild that this has become what it is. Frank's been better than than Reggie Bullock recently. Frank Nilakina tonight, three for three on threes. 
He's just, I mean, I feel like confident. Talk, yeah, he's confident. I, he plays really good defense. I mean, I, I feel like we're almost locked on Frank at this point. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> you know, besides just locked on Luca, but I lo- absolutely love Frank. He, he played 18 minutes of this game. I mean, give me more. Like, well, why is yeah. it Frank playing 25 minutes a game? And I mean, I, I think he should be playing that, especially with Luca out. Like, he should be playing over 20 minutes a game right now, not just 18. So, I, yeah, I thought Frank played well, but it was going back to that Booker. Like he defended him really well. Booker's just that good at shot making, and he's just hit it, hit tough shots. The freaking shot under like the scoop under KP, the Doctor J move he did around well, Porzingis. Yeah, well, it kind of reminded me of MJ a little bit too. Is like, yeah. I mean, that's just you just have to wipe your hands off and just go on and be like, hey, tough shot, man. Like, that's what you do. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what what other positives in this game did you see? I thought Dwight Powell actually I remember what I was gonna say. There was a moment where Devin okay, Booker cool. Devin Booker clapped at Frank Nilakina because of the defense that he played at him. I think he was like giving him applause because he played him so well, but Booker just hit a shot over him. There's a moment in the third quarter where you can see Frank Nilakina plays incredible defense on him. Booker just hits this, you know, tough fadeaway shot. And then as they're going back down the court, Booker is clapping. At Frank Nilakina. And I was like, is he taunting him? And then I was like, I don't think he is. I think he's just clapping because he didn't like Frank did a good job defending. He was like, he was like, nice, nice play. Nice play. I just hit that over you. Uh, I couldn't be wrong about that, but I felt like that's what it was. My tendency leans towards he was not complimenting him, but <laughs> I mean I wonder if they guarded each other in the Olympics any. I wonder if that ooh. was anything. But yeah, in the comments, let, let, remind us if they did. There's probably some moments there, but but yeah, I just I, I remember that as a moment where I was like, oh, it was. They replayed it and they showed it again, and I was like, I think he was, I think he was giving him props on that. Yeah. No, but back to what I was saying a while ago, like I thought Dwight Powell played like a lot of. Here's the thing, we joke about boards. We, we joke about Dwight Powell just like his hustle and he's oh, he's a great screen setter and all that. Like there was multiple plays tonight that Dwight did out of hustle, out of trying hard that resulted in good things for the Mavs and. Like good, like actual plays that happened right afterwards or because of that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, his stat line tonight was what? Three points, 13 boards, three assists, but made a lot of hustle plays. And I mean, I I know it's a cliche. I know people listen to it and like, oh, this is so dumb when you praise somebody for, for working hard, the professional athlete, <laughs> bah, all that stuff. <laughs> he tries so hard. He plays so hard. I, you You noticed that tonight. And Jason Kidd is now playing him backup minutes, right? He's not playing him starters minutes. He's starting him, but he's playing him 20, you know, 17, 18, 20 minutes a game. And so that's the that's the role that he's in now. He's starting him as a, you know, human meat shield is what I've, what I've called him for those bigs to not get KP in foul trouble. And that's what it's become. And it and it's it's fine. It's working now. Yeah. Can we talk about another player or do we need to go on another break? Let's go pause. Let's go positives. What, what, are we, what else we got positive? Oh, okay. Okay. So we we had a big time shot. Now <laughs> we had a big time shot happen at the end of the third, and I am so happy, so happy for the better of the team, for the teammates, the organization, everything. Trey Burke took the shot at the end of the third, and it was it was huge. I mean, I, I, it was a huge play. I thought it was a great shot. Clutch. I'm not shot. doing this bit. I'm not doing this bit two days in a row. Trey it's Burke provided. I'm talking about this like good. Trey shot Burke provided some good offense off the bench. Ten points for him. Uh, he came in, hit some shots, like he said. I th- maybe they could have used a little more, tra- a little more Trey Burke in this game. He <laughs> gave him start. a boost. 
Everyone can get a boost now. Um, Jalen Brunson, almost a triple-double, 18 points, 9 boards, 9 assists. Jalen Brunson was, well, I thought was really good in this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, JB was great. I mean, he didn't, like, give him that injection of the offense like Trey did during that during Trey's 14 minutes. But I thought Brunson was, um, I mean, he played 36 minutes tonight, 18 points. Like you said, he had some, that, I mean, I joked about it earlier, but that lefty scoop, like, he got Aiton on the switch, isolated it out, went left, obviously, because he's left. It's a strong hand there. But, on, like, didn't even get to the basket. He just, like, scoop on the run. Just like threw it straight up in the air, right in. I, I, I love JB this year. Well, I mean, we could be locked on JB too, but yes. And great. coming up, we will be. I'll get into why Jalen Brunson's game was so impressive. We'll talk about that. We'll also get into Chris Porzingis's game. What went right? What did not go right for Chris Porzingis? We'll get into that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Lockdown Mavericks. We've been talking about Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, again, 18 points, nine boards, nine assists, just three turnovers as well. Massive game. Jalen Brunson played so well. You imagine you go to like a show, a musical a play or something, and you're expecting a certain performer to play or to be out there and to, to perform. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, they got sick. It's the understudy. And you're disappointed. But by the end of the night, you're like, that was pretty good. Like, that was really good. Like the, Jalen Brunson in the Luka Doncic role performed almost as well as we could have expected. He maybe could have shot the ball better. He maybe could have been more aggressive, taking even more shots because we're just used to seeing the ball handler for the Dallas Mavericks take a bunch of shots. But Jalen Brunson played, I thought, as well as he could have played in that role because there was times in this game when Brunson has the ball, he's ISOing, and there's like, no one moving. There's no passing lanes being open. And the, there, obviously, if no one else is moving, then the Suns defense is just staying. And so there's no driving lanes to be to be had. Yeah. He could. There's no moves he could have done to get by the defender in front of him if no one else is moving and creating space because guys are just like standing there watching him, right? And so all that said, with against a really good defensive team in the Suns, I thought Jalen Brunson played a really good game. Yeah, you, you look at uh, after the game, post-game, Chris Porzingis was asked about Luca being out and especially in that clutch clutch moments there, because even Brad, I think mentioned how, you know, Mavericks have been five and zero this year in the clutch. Yeah. They, you know, miss Luca in this game. They definitely, I mean, this is Luca time, you know, right at the end of this game when it's such a close game, but he asked KP about it and KP's first reaction to, you know, not having Luca in the clutch or in this game was, Hey, well, we have JB. Like, and it just showed this like confidence in, you know, Porzingis in this team and JB is like, Hey, we, we feel like JB can run the, you know, and it wasn't like a shot. Luke, it was just more of a, no. a confidence thing to JB of like, Hey, it, we, JB stepped in. He, he can run this team too. He can run this offense and make these plays. So it just, I, I love just that instant trust that he showed in that moment and he he obviously expanded on that he's like i feel like i can make that those shots those plays too it was more of a hey like it's there's no excuses here like we take the blame because we had enough to win it, we just didn't play good enough but i loved how how he answered with Jalen at the first of that and the way Brunson, some of those plays you're talking about in the second segment, he can get by guys. He can finish around the rim. He can stop and, you know, the dribble handoff with Porzingis. And, and Porzingis even mentioned a play afterwards where Brunson does that thing where he stops, turns a little bit, and then just goes again. He can get by almost anybody. And he's doing that against starters, against finals-level players in the Suns. Like, he's doing it against 
some of the really good defenders in the league he and starters, he can do it against anybody. This is not just a Brunson can play well against second units. And if he was a starter, it wouldn't work for him, right? He can get these yeah. shots off against anybody and he's proving it right now. And it's been incredible to watch. And you look at his shooting splits this year. I mean, he's shooting, you know, over 50% from the field so far this season. He shot 34% going to this game. He shot 50 as far from the three point line. And he shot 50% in the game. The team, another positive overall, yeah. the team shot 50% from three tonight, 16 of 32. So little dip in as far as attempts per game on that. They should wonder, have taken like 10 more threes, right? If that's if that's the yes. that's the one thing that was keeping them in this game for a long time. And then they just sort of another thing that we talked about at the beginning, they went away from it. They just stopped taking as many threes. Uh Tim Hardaway Jr. or uh, Dorian had a wide open three late in the game that he just swung to Tim Hardaway Jr. for no reason late in the game. He could have just taken it. Um Yeah, that, that's something I would like to see, especially if Luca misses a few more games. I want to see this team shoot more threes. They're averaging they're averaging 39 three-pointers a game as a team heading into this game. That's that is lot. sixth in the league in three-point attempts. Tonight, they only attempted 32 threes. And it's like, you shot it at a high clip. It's It goes back to this uh, Mark Titus rule that throwback to the Titus and Tate podcast back in the day. They used to have this whole theory. What? I think that pod still exists somewhere. Really? What they went? Yeah. It was like Titus and Taylor. Like one shot. Nobody body. listening cares about this. <laughs> Keep going. Anyway, Titus used to say he, he used to have this thing, and I always remember this. He he said, There's there shouldn't ever be a player uh that, that should be averaging or they're they're shooting like forty percent or they end the night shooting forty percent over forty percent from three. He's because that just means they didn't shoot it enough. If they're shooting at a, such a high clip, they should be shooting it so much. And that's the thing. It's like if Dallas was shooting at such a high clip tonight, 50% on the night, they should have shot more threes than just 32. I want to see him over 40. I want to see over 43-point attempts when Luka's out. Mark Jackson does not want to see that. Neither does Jeff Van I could care less what Mark Jackson wants. Both of those guys were like, Oh, they should, you know, just jacking up threes all the time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> if you hit him at a 50% clip in a game like this, you should be taking you know, more. He's not worked as a head coach in a long time. <laughs> so we talked about Brunson. We've talked about Neil Aquina. Both had positive games. Powell thought had a positive game. Uh, Chris Porzingis, 21 points, eight boards, seven assists for him. He was just seven of 20 from the, from the field, two of seven from three, five of five from the free throw line. What went well for Porzingis in this game? I mean, I thought he looked confident. I mean, he had that one play uh, maybe in the third, maybe in the fourth. And he, he got the ball on the left wing and was just like, all right, DeAndre Ayton, let's go. You watch, if you can clip these plays and then just push them together into this like <laughs> ball is life house of highlights clip for Instagram, you're like, is he not the best player in the league? Yeah. He had DeAndre Ayton on the switch. Just, I mean, does these crossover dribble moves like he's, you know, KD out there, just long two probably a bad shot but just drained it goes down the floor i'm like dude you're so feeling yourself right now like confidence wise <laughs> but that that's i mean you like seeing that confidence out of him so i i just think that he is he's confident right now i want to see more three pointers from him he only attempted seven in this game i would love for him to hover on the 10 mark but it was like it's that you don't like that you don't want that no well, especially i don't, when I don't Luke is out 
I mean, the, the threes that he's taking, though, are like like 30-footers. Like they, I mean, they're way beyond the arc. And some of them, it's because there's a couple times in this game, Brunson just handed him a bomb, and it was like late in the shot clock, and he had to just yeah, chuck one well, up. I, I don't uh, blame him for I, that I, one. I think probably three of those were, were those. So if he, if he takes like open threes, I'm 100% in on that. But the threes he was taking tonight, I don't want him taking like five more of those. No, I want him shooting 10 threes because I want him to be playing the pick and pop so much. Like you right. mentioned at the beginning of this pod, it's like they went they went away from the pick and roll with with Brunson and KP. Brunson, one of the best pick and roll guys in the entire NBA right now. I I wish they would have just stayed with that early, you know, or late in the game. And in res, as a result of that, it should open up more three pointers for KP. And if he's getting some open threes at the top of the paint or top of the key, th- let's do this. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm on it for that. But his passing, I thought, was just a, such a positive thing. Yes. Out of the pick and roll, him finding the open guys, hitting them for threes, guys finally hitting those threes. Career high in, in assists for Porzingis in this game. His career high was five. He had done it a couple times just with Dallas. But he hit seven. He had seven assists in this one. Uh, that's become a new thing. There's only been, like, a few things ever that I've disagreed with Zach Lowe about, about the Mavericks. And one of them was Porzingis, just not a good passer. It's never been part of his game. He just can't do it. And I'm like, I don't know. I've watched a lot of Porzingis games now. And there are games when he just, he knows the, he knows how to make the right play, right? And he, he passes the open guy. He's not just like this chucker that just throws up a bunch of shots and posts up and forces things. He forces things every once in a while, but he doesn't do it every single time. He, he passes and hits the open guy and the Mavericks, um, Made it work for him in this one. Yeah, I think about the Justin Jackson, Harrison Barnes uh, comment when you think of Zach Lowe. Hey, we kept track of everything we were wrong about. Some of you guys do. Some of you do. I was going to say some of you do. (laughs) Shout out to them. Can't win them all. (laughs) Hey, we've done, uh, what, 1,200 pods? I I saw the Bulls lost tonight. I don't know how how well they (laughs) Uh, what about that that play? He should have had another assist tonight. It was late in the game. KP was driving across the paint, and it's like it, it felt like it was going to be a contested shot by KP right in the middle of the paint, and it's like one well, of those. It's like all right, dang it, bad shot. Dude was driving across the paint, kicked it out to Reggie Bullock on the move, and I'm like, there you go, yeah, that's a that- solid pass. Now Reggie's confidence right now it doesn't seem like very high because he was no. open and he didn't take the three. Instead, he passed it to Tim in the corner. And Tim was like halfway double team, had the force of three, missed it. But I'm like, great pass by KP out of that, you know, drive. That play you were talking about was Dorian. Dorian should have taken that three and he instead he kicked it oh, over to Tim in okay. the corner. Yeah. Wow. Uh, still though. Taken three. Still, he should have either one of them should should have taken that open three. Uh we've done the Willie Colley Stein thing several, several times, but it was the most apparent in this game that he Willie Colley Stein was not yeah, he's he's not giving them I'm anything. Sorry. Just just go small. Just go small. Guys, here's my thing. I don't do this hardly at all when it comes to players it's not It's true. Playing. He does not. I don't do this it be, just because it's very tough for me. He shouldn't play. <laughs> he just shouldn't play. <laughs> like there's this, there's no other, uh, there's no, I don't, I don't get it. The Stowe Moses in. I Just play small. You've, we've already done it. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't understand the Willie minutes right now. But you know what? Let's let's project a little bit to the second Phoenix game. Okay. Just real quick. I'm kind of scared because this feels like this was the game to get. The Mavs and had their shot. The Mavs had the shot. Chris Paul couldn't hit, I mean, the ocean with a beach ball. And then he, you know, he kind of turned it on at the end of the game. 
but it feels like that was the shot. And I'm scared for Friday night feeling like Phoenix is just going to bounce back. They've seen the Mavericks run their thing without Luca. Now they're like, all right, cool. Well, we're going to make our shots. Please play zone again. Chris Paul is going to hit shots. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong, but I'm kind of scared going into Friday. The other thing is, is Landry Sham going to come in and hit a bunch of threes again? Is Yeah, you know, what did he finish with tonight? He was three of seven. He had only had 11 points. I think he got them all in the first half. But also JaVale McGee, is he going to come in and do the same thing? The Mavericks should change up what they did. JaVale it, McGee. I went down a whole rabbit trail of it, like his whole career tonight. Because <laughs> Followell and them were talking about it on the broadcast. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'm intrigued. And I started looking at him like Tim McMahon's best friend. Let's do this. And what? Sorry, I... You don't have to respond every time. Every time I make a, you face. just lean back and grab your. I forgot like, I could watch Whoa. Valley Sports. I'm back in Dallas. I don't have to watch ESPN's broadcast anymore. So you just act like you like forgot the. I don't well, know, I didn't have to sit there. And, I didn't have to sit there and listen to Dave Pash talk about his podcast that he interviewed Jeff Van Gundy on. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Let's let's have some old guys talk about a podcast that they did together on this broadcast. They were together and they talked about a podcast they did they, together. They inter- they did an interview on a podcast earlier in the day and then they talked about it on the broadcast. Now we're two two white guys talking about other white guys doing a podcast. I'm, I'm done talking about it, but I remembered I could I watch Valley say, Sports be, now. Okay, I'm done. To be fair, Sorry. we reference our old podcast a lot, but we're not live that often. But uh, <laughs> anyway, they're talking about... Uh, JaVale McGee and I was like what an intriguing career 14 years this is 14th year he's 33 crazy three-time NBA champ gold medalist and just like the dunk contest stuff Shaq used to make fun of him all the time JaVale the teams McGee. he was on former Maverick and he's just like oh carved- God, I forgot that yeah he's just like carved out his like spot kind of in the league and Hats off to him. I just, I like seeing careers like that. Long careers. They stick in the league and still, he's still effective. I mean, yeah, he's better than Willie. We will have Brendan clean on tomorrow. To talk about Suns. He's our locked on Suns host. He's great. He's a really smart guy. So we'll talk to him about the Phoenix Suns and we'll hopefully talk about how the Mavs can actually win another one. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to locked on Mavs. Bye.